0: Into a brand new episode of Bottom Line Baseball. I'm Alex Fuse. There's Jackson Ryan. And joining us on the podcast today, Justin Courtney. He's a pitcher in the Los Angeles Angels organization. Justin, first off, thanks again for coming on the show. It's definitely been a crazy last few weeks and months for you. Now signing with the Angels. So walk us through what has the last few weeks and months really meant to you?
1: Yeah, so thanks for having me on the show, guys. I I appreciate it. This, you're, you're completely right when you're saying it's been a whirlwind, basically. This last couple months, um, I, I came out to San Diego uh, end of January for, uh, for a camp that, that Tom House was running. And uh, at the camp, you know, he was putting us through a lot of testing, seeing what our bodies could handle, you know, kind of where we are at that point in time. And I hit 101 at that camp. And about a week or two later, uh, I was throwing a bullpen in front of uh, the Padres general manager. And on that same day, the Angels uh, called to offer me a contract because they had heard how well I had been throwing and uh, just been working with Tom. And and things have just kind of taken off from, from that point. And then going back even further, uh, when I first got in contact with with Tom House, I was like September or October I was throwing 88 miles an hour. And then, uh, you know, fast forward, I'm throwing in front of the Padres and and the Angels get get wind of me throwing 98. So in a in a whole span of, you know, three and a half, four months, my entire life has just flipped. And, um, you know, a few days away from going to minor league camp with the Angels. It's, it's unbelievable.
2: And Justin, you kind of talked on it a little bit, but do you want to describe the process even more of how you got involved with Mustard and Tom House and how that's really changed you and the, the person you are coming into the spring training for you?
1: Yeah, I can confidently say, like, I, I wouldn't be in this situation, you know, being a professional athlete without Mustard and Tom House and, and really the whole crew and, and without Jackson too. Jackson uh, played a huge part in this as well. So, you know, it, it all kind of started um, back in September um, when I was still at home. I was, I'm from Maine originally. And so uh, I, I was doing, I was reaching out to Tom to be on my podcast that I had. Um, I run Punch Out Pitching. That's, I, I started that up on Instagram. And, and so I had a podcast that I wanted Tom to be on to promote Mustard. And uh, I sort of surprised him right off the bat when I got through all the filters and and different you know, different ways to, to actually get in front of him. I showed him some video of me. And at that time I might've talked out at 90 or, you know, just things weren't, weren't looking great. Or I was just training by myself. And immediately the light bulb kind of went off in Tom's head that this kid, Oh, you're six, four. You're just out of college. He's like putting all the pieces together. You should be thrown a lot harder than 88 son. Like it was, just funny how that all started and so he gave me a few fixes and told me to keep sending him video you know every week I would you know send video send video and I didn't hear back from him for a little bit until you know middle of October they started up uh, the mustard community calls which is where I first met Jackson uh, virtually and every week every Tuesday night we'd sign on and, and talk to Tom talk to Jackson the whole the whole team mustard was pretty much on those calls so uh, each week the progress just kept kept going up and up with, with velocity with just the way my arm was feeling and uh, flew to San Diego to get it all started and and off we go so how old
0: exactly were you when you started your podcast
1: would have been a probably about a year ago today um, so oh wow I was Oh, 23 I'm 24 now so uh, okay. about a year ago today it was like prime time lockdown uh, I had started the Instagram page like I was doing some pitching lessons back home in Bangor Maine and um, you know had a bunch of teammates and, and former you know players and stuff that had good stories to tell and uh, it's called the punch out podcast I, I'm thinking about we got to bring it back now that the season's coming back maybe I'll get some teammates or or uh, flip the script and have you guys jump in but it's just something that I was doing for fun and and it really turned into uh, this whole you know this whole career getting started with uh, that's how I first got in contact with Tom which is you know crazy but uh, here here we are
2: and you kind of touched on it too a little bit at University of Maine and after you had Tommy John what made you decide to keep going after your dream to be signed by a big league organization compared to just stopping there and hanging out in Maine?
1: Yeah, so things that it, my career at Maine too was a, you know, it started off really well for me. I was a freshman All-American as a true freshman and, uh, you know, I was I was also to play in the Cape Cod League after my sophomore year and I had a little shoulder, um, you know, injury or tendinitis or just overall shoulder fatigue after throwing a whole bunch of innings and, uh, you know, there's just this in my entire life too, I've always wanted to be a professional athlete. I've always, whatever sport it was, I grew up playing soccer, ice hockey, and baseball. So I was playing everything growing up, but I always, always, always knew I wanted to be a professional athlete. So um, pretty much once the, the Tommy John came in 2018, for me, it was my senior year. Um, I was going to be one of the top pitchers in New England and, and a pretty good chance of getting drafted um, just based on the career I'd put up to that point. And then, so I had the Tommy John surgery, which took a year to, to, you know, recover and do all the rehab. And then the season was kind of over for me. I pitched in, I think six or seven games and I went undrafted and was kind of on the outside looking in, but I, I just knew that I had something still left to prove and in 2020 uh, I was supposed to just go play independent ball. None of the, you know, big league clubs were interested in me. Uh, and so I figured I had to go play independent ball in order to to try to jump back in. But 2020 got canceled and uh, I was out working out in my backyard and reaching out to whoever would, would try to help me out and, and got connected with the right people at the right time. And uh, I just knew I didn't want to give up, though. And, and all the pieces have kind of fallen into place since then. It's it's crazy how the world works.
0: Um, you said you were thinking about where you were supposed to play on a cave. Did you play any other summer closure baseball?
1: So after my freshman year of college in 2015, I played in the West Coast League for the Bellingham Bells. And after my junior year, I played in the New England League for the Sanford Mainers. So... Um, What year was that? That was 2017 I was with the Mainers and those were two unbelievable summers you know so much fun playing with a bunch of different guys that you you know maybe had played against Mm -hmm. in college and that sort of thing but uh, you know looking back the the summer ball times were a blast.
0: In 2019 I was a voice of the new Bedford Bay Sox. Nice. So we uh, just missed
1: That would have been cool if we could go back and find some tapes of you calling (laughs) some strikeouts for me or something.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But no, I mean, so how much, I mean, I'm from upstate New York, so I'm from New England area. How crucial or is it difficult for you as a baseball player? You mentioned you played a few other different sports. So how difficult is it for you to be a baseball player in that climate versus where you are right now in San Diego versus where Jackson's from in Texas.
1: It's different. I'll tell you what, it the being from the northeast and uh, and just playing baseball in Maine like people choke around like you it takes you're a different breed of people that that end up coming out of of that experience cuz you know, for me growing up it was when it was the fall, it was soccer season, when it was the winter, it was hockey. And then spring and summer, we played baseball. And that was just, that was just what it was. And so um, I kind of noticed it. You know, I didn't really think much of it growing up. You, you kind of don't really have that, that kind of control. But uh, I never really put too many innings on my arm. Um, you know, we were always pretty careful of stuff growing up. You know, I didn't want to overuse people or any of that sort. But when I got to college, um, you know, there's definitely like, I don't know, a little bit more of a polished look on some of the Florida, Texas, California kids that I saw, you know, as true freshmen, those guys probably had a better feel for their breaking ball or, or something like that. I was a little bit more raw coming as a kid from Maine into division one baseball, but the learning curve, I mean, if you know, I, I like to say I'm a smart kid, but I feel like I picked up on stuff pretty quickly and And uh, kind of was a late bloomer in in the baseball sense. So um, it's a little bit different where you don't get to play all year round, but I think you can use it to your benefit. And and there's going to be some Northeast arms that will, uh, will start popping up on the map here pretty soon, hopefully.
2: Yeah. And Justin, you talked on it too right now. What's the biggest lesson that you've learned from your time, you know, since being with Tom and even before that at Maine that you want to take in to this upcoming season for you?
1: Yeah. So there's a, I mean, there's a few lessons, of course. I mean, I I can't say that I've learned. I I probably haven't learned more in the last two more. How do I, how do I want to say this? I've learned more in the past like two months with Tom than I probably have my entire, you know, pitching and baseball career, really, that just the wealth of knowledge that, that Tom has, you know, he talks about, you can't teach experience, but you can almost, uh, you can almost kind of like sprinkle in stories and, and different, different tricks of the trade that you kind of can't learn unless you were, you're already there. But uh, as far as any message that, that goes for a younger kid or, or even somebody who's, you know, post-college trying to, trying to break into, to, you know, professional baseball in any capacity, my message would just be to, to stick with it. And if you really love it, it, it takes what it takes. Like if, if it takes for me uh, it was a one-way ticket to San Diego and uh, you know, with three days notice, not knowing a single person out there, but a 73 a year old um, coach who I had only met virtually and, and just putting, you know, putting all the chips to the middle and, and seeing what it was. But if you really love it and, and it's something, you know, with baseball, if it's really or any sport, something that you really love to do, you know, you'll, you'll find a way to get it done. And, uh, you know, it, it just, if you really you just got to stay in the game because you're one injury away, you're one, you know, one person seeing you, it, it could just be one, you know, one, whatever away. Uh, but if you're, if you're not in the game, uh, it's hard to get back in. if you've, if you've been out for too long.
0: So I, you, you always say, right, you have learned so much in the last two months. Like, Do you write things down? Do you keep track, like audio voicemails, like uh, voice memos in your phone? Like, How do you remember little things? Because like you said, I'm sure Tom House, we've had him on the podcast, and he was telling, you know, he told great stories in just the 30 minutes we had him. So how do you keep track and remember all the great notes and, and lessons he teaches you?
1: So there's a, I've got notes on my computer. I've got notes on my phone. I've got, um, you know, our like manuals that you, you were given to us at camp. So I have notes scattered all around, but uh, even I'm pretty much got a notebook with me at all times when I'm with, when I'm with Tom, it's, it, you never know what he's going to say that that will stick with you. And um, so either I've, I've been typing notes up on my phone or if I've got a pen and paper or I'll try to at the end of the day, you know, just start typing on my computer if I, if I remember something, but uh, that's something I want to try to be better at too is like document things a little bit better. And and maybe at the end of the day, like, you know, just jump on my computer and write something or, uh, you know, just to be able to tell the story a little bit better. Cause that's, that's another thing, you know, as baseball starts to you know, we're in 2021 now. I feel like social media is coming into play. The more stories and the more, you, you know, exposure that I can give to the game for, for that young kid in Maine who is, there's no professional baseball in, in, in their city or something. There's a, you know, for me, whether it was minor league baseball, a double A for the Red Sox in Portland, Maine. But if there's some way that I can share some stories and, and, and get people interested in the game, Uh, I should start writing some of this stuff down even more to try to, to try to share it out there for people.
2: And kind of to talking about stories, what's the biggest story growing up for you or what made you want to get into the game of baseball at a younger age?
1: So I don't know if there's one particular moment or, or story as far as baseball goes. I like vividly remember going to watch, uh, at Fenway. My, it was my first time at Fenway, uh, it was the 2004, you know, the Red Sox um, opened up the season against the Toronto Blue Jays. And, um, you know, basically I was just walking around the stadium with my dad and somebody, one of the Blue Jays guys flipped a baseball into the stands. And I, I I wish I could remember the guy's name, but I was like, just hooked on it because then I would watch, it was a pitcher and I just kept watching him throw and throw and throw. And um, I wish I had like one big moment, but I I just loved playing growing up. I was always a pitcher, shortstop, like whatever little league, junior league, senior league, all of our local teams that I played on, we were all pretty successful. And uh, I just took a liking to it because, you know, as a pitcher, you've got complete control and and it's kind of all up to you uh, out on that mound. So I wish I had like one big story, like, but I, I can say, um, just going trips to Fenway or, or being around it, you know. Every summer we would try to catch a minor league game in Portland, um, you know, just seeing it up close and these guys that would, you know, throw so fast. And I, I just took a liking to it. And um, you know, some of the stories that I hear now from from Tom and from Jackson when we when we met, it's like, you know, this is the this is my type of game right here. You you can just imagine all these stories that. And they're probably all true. <laughs> well, your
0: story still blows me away. I, I can't believe, Well, I guess, like you said, in this crazy world, I guess it's kind of hard not to believe. But you start a podcast. You reach out to Tom House, and, and that gets you out to San Diego. And then by you going out to San Diego, it gets you signed by the Angels. So it's like if you don't start your podcast, you are not living wow. your dream and achieving your dream, and that is to be a professional athlete. So, how grateful are you now looking back at it one year ago today to finally start your podcast that ended up getting you your ultimate dream to become a professional athlete?
1: I I tell like it doesn't even sound real that like that could actually be a thing. Like you go back and look at punch out pitching on Instagram, or you listen to my first couple episodes of the Punch Out podcast, and this this is even crazier. The second person that I had on the podcast was a Los Angeles Angels pitching coach minor league guy Tyler Anderson he since moved on to be a minor league coach with the Phillies but my second episode was with a Los Angeles Angels minor league pitching coach it's just like the pieces you can't there is somebody upstairs is moving all these pieces around but for it to happen the way that it has, it just is surreal. And uh, it's going to be an even better story uh, getting to play in Anaheim and, and making it all the way to the top. That's just going to be the icing on the cake.
0: So as we wrap up uh, this episode of Bottom Line Baseball, I just have one last question for you, Justin. If you could go back to you being at that Fenway, classic Fenway Park with your dad in 2004 when the Red Sox were taking on the Blue Jays, and you could look at yourself right now sitting in San Diego to talk to that kid of Justin Courtney at the time, what would you tell him at that Fenway game?
1: Soak it all in, uh, take baseball, you know, and and really enjoy just playing. But, you know, baseball – For me growing up, I pitched and hit and played all these different positions, but just enjoy it and, uh, you know, don't take it so seriously. Like it's okay to have a little fun with it. And, um, you know, especially that, that young kid at the, at the ballpark, uh, you know, start, start picturing yourself out on the mound. Like it's not, it's not a fantasy land out there. If you work for it, uh, you can, you can have that. You can be out on that mound at Fenway. So, um, just don't, don't take yourself too seriously, have some fun with it and, and start, start dreaming about you being out on that mound. Mm. And, uh, you know, who knows where it'll end up.
0: Well, again, as we wrap up, where can put yourself over, where can people follow you on social media, listen to your podcast. Once it starts back up again, there is your pressure um, to make you Good. start it back up. Um, so where can the fans of Justin Courtney find you on social media?
1: So you, you've got two places to find me. You, you can either find me uh, at jcourtney16. Um, that'll be across every platform. Or um, you can look for a little bit, little bit more through a coaching lens, um, but not necessarily. Uh, I'm going to try to share as much on punch out pitching um that's the other account you'll be able to find me under uh there's going to be some blend of both but on punch out pitching you're going to see a little bit of everything and and if you're following my personal account you'll get to see um maybe a little less baseball stuff a little bit more what i'm doing off the field but uh if you want to tune into the podcast it's the punch out podcast on on apple spotify youtube uh, we'll have to we'll have to fire up some new episodes then. I'm glad you guys kind of put the heat on me there. That's good.
0: That's right. We put the fast fastball right to you.
1: That's right.
0: Awesome. Thanks again, Justin, for coming on today. We greatly appreciate it.
1: I, I'm happy to do it, guys. And if you ever wanna you ever wanna come on the the Punch Out podcast, you guys just let me know.
2: We will appreciate you, Justin.